Hey, y'all, and welcome to We Needed This, a podcast with Caitlin Heiss and Ellie McKinney. We are beyond excited to create a space for honest conversations. So whether you're a photographer or entrepreneur, sometimes you just need encouragement, support, and perspective, and to know you're not alone. We are so happy you're here, and we can't wait to learn with you, to grow with you, and to connect with you. So click subscribe to hang out with us and get real about business, life, and mindset. We are super excited to be sharing something pretty personal and different with you guys today, but a little disclaimer first. Number one thing we want to communicate with you is that we are not medical professionals, and this is not medical advice. Should you need medical help or advice, please seek that out from your health team, your doctors, your chosen medical professionals. Um, We are only trying to be open and create a sense of community around an issue that we feel like is really important and isn't necessarily spoken about enough. So we're here to advocate for you and to share a little bit of insight on our own experiences. Nothing more. Um, More than anything, we know that this word neurodivergence is being thrown around a lot on social media, on TikTok, all the things that we're consuming every day. And we are trying to, again, open up a conversation, create some space to talk about it and figuring out how to relate to it and how to function with these issues in our life and in our business. So with that being said, I'm going to bring Ellie in on this to give us a little bit of background and to get it started. What's up, Ellie? Yes, let's dig into it. So neurodivergent is differing in mental or neurological function from what is considered typical or normal. Now, neurotypical means the common brain. And before we continue this conversation, I got to let you know, I have problems with these definitions, right? I understand that this helps, but I've got to tell you, there is a bigger umbrella over us as humans, and we are all normal. I truly believe that. In this conversation, we really want to talk about the stigma and not leave anything behind because, you know, think about every definition such as ADHD or OCD. Those are all considered quote unquote disorders. Well, yes, I believe that. I think it is a very strong thing to add to the end of a name that you're supposed to call yourself this thing, or you're supposed to like fit into this box as something that's so different and can't be considered normal. Whenever I simply believe we should shift that, we're all humans. It's just, we are defining the way that your brain works. So you are more than just the name of a disorder. You are understanding and growing into this person who really wants to know why your brain works this way and how to deal with the world outside of you. That was beautifully said. I feel like I had someone mention to me that anytime you get a diagnosis or something like that, it can feel very scary and overwhelming, especially when it's like how your brain is functioning because it's your brain, a physical thing, but it's still like an abstract feeling concept but it's just information. And I think the way that you're saying like how to understand yourself and your brain and how you think all any kind of diagnosis or a 
neurodivergent diagnosis or falling into that category is just information for you to help you become your best self or to, you know, help you function at your highest level, you know? So I feel like it's really important because it can just be scary. And I feel like societally, there's a lot of stigma around being diagnosed with something. And while I feel like it's really important that we get those diagnoses so that we can be or diagnoses, is it C's? I don't Hmm. know. Another good question. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really important for us to seek that help from the medical professionals that we know and trust, but I feel like it can still feel like hard to share, hard to talk about because you don't, you don't necessarily know what anybody else is dealing with. So it can feel kind of isolating of like, I have this thing wrong with me. And so I hope that us talking about it and, and the fact that it's becoming more commonly spoken about can help people just know, like, no, we're all out here. Like we all got a little something and it's okay because I feel like it can help us learn how to relate better to each other. But also, especially like, you know, when we're talking about business, like it's important to know how this is impacting you so that you can, you know, function to the best of your ability or perform to the best of your ability. Yeah. We really want to be normalizing and allowing conversation around this, even seeking to understand ourselves better. And look, if you, if you don't have a diagnosis and, and you've never, you know, been put in a situation where you really have to be forced to define yourself in a different way, understand you're still invited to this conversation. We want everyone to know and believe in being their best self, the highest version, the most capable version of themselves. And so, you know, there are a lot of people in life who go through years of, of not knowing how they need to define their brain. And so this conversation is literally for anyone and everyone who wants to understand themselves better, the human brain better, and to be able to move forward knowing that you're not alone. I mean, it's all over my TikTok feed. I don't know if anybody else is on um, potential ADHD TikTok, but I am there. And, you know, it's just wild to me that there has been such little information or, you know, symptom recognition in women is so difficult or not necessarily difficult, but, you know, we don't know necessarily the symptoms to look for in ourselves that might raise a flag to say like, Hey, like I might need some support with something that I'm dealing with. You know, I mean, just speaking personally, this just happened to me, which was very overwhelming. I had no idea that things that I was experiencing and struggles that I were having, you know, I just thought or struggles I was having, I just thought that was how it was going to be. I don't know if that makes sense, but part of life. Yeah. Like it's just how it is. You know, I was like the overachiever kid and the perfectionist kid and like all this stuff. So I don't think there was anything about me as a child based on, you know, symptoms that I think we look for that would have made anybody say like, you know, attention deficit hyperactive disorder. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think anything about the norm quote unquote of obviously what does that even mean? (laughs) Right. But (laughs) I don't think anything about the way that we were looking at ADHD, especially when I was a kid 
would have made anybody say oh this is like she definitely has this but now as an adult you know I'm looking at some stuff online and I'm like hello (laughs) this is why am I checking all of the boxes you know and (laughs) you know I, I I feel like you also have to get past your own stigma of what you know what I mean because I think we all have you know prejudices for one reason or another that are ingrained into our brain and so I really when I was listening and reading these things and I figure out that I'm really relating to the way that my anxiety is presenting may actually be a result of ADHD or executive dysfunction like whoa like if I mean if you've ever read an executive dysfunction um, definition, if you're Googling it right now, like I read that and I was like, oh God, like something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was scared to say that I might have this, which seems so dumb now. Like I get, you know what I mean? Like, because if, if you were to look at me and be like, I got diagnosed with this thing, I would never be like, oh, that's weird. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would never, (laughs) I would never judge a friend, but I feel like sometimes we're like even harder on ourselves. I'd be like, girl, like, okay. So like, what tools do we, you know what I mean? I would immediately jump into being like, how can we, you know, adapt to this or whatever. But for myself, I was like, hide, Mm -hmm. like, I don't want, you know, but normally I would have hidden from it, but I did go to my doctor and say, listen, I know this sounds insane. Um, but I watched a TikTok a couple weeks ago (laughs) and, um, I had a very visceral reaction to it. And so could you possibly refer me? And she was like, okay, but just the like willingness to hear me out on that. And like, she didn't think, cause I've, I went in there and I was like, okay, so I fully understand that this is going to sound just ridiculous that I have diagnosed myself with something off of um, this little here clock app, but <laughs> um, I think that might be what happened, but luckily, like I have a great relationship with my doctor and she was very supportive and was like, okay, yeah. So, you know, that, that is one piece of advice. I think, you know, if you're if you're doing your own research or you've come across something and it kind of, it's kind of like what we talked about before, where it was like, as soon as we said that, if it triggered something in you, like, you know, I just want to thank you for being so vulnerable in this conversation and sharing so much of that, because even just you expressing, you know, from a TikTok, here, here's some thoughts that you started, but if it wasn't for that TikTok, you would have never had that thought process and you wouldn't be where you are today on this journey and understanding your brain. And you just gave courage to me and other people through your story. And you really just, um, gave us courage behind that. Well, thanks. I, you know, I mean, I'm totally an oversharer. <laughs> so which is why me and you just, get along right hello um but you know I just after that happened to me I was asking everybody I'm like are you sure you don't have any you know I was like <laughs> I mean because really like we know there's medical bias and like obviously there are so many amazing medical professionals out there who are you know willing to really meet us where we are and like un- take the time to understand and and maybe quell our you know if if we all have a little bit of 
um, worry and fear about medical things. I think when it comes to like worrying if something's wrong with us or whatever, like they're there to mitigate some of that. But, um, you know, if you are listening to anything like this, or you've found anything online that is making you question, but you don't feel comfortable speaking with your doctor about it, you know, I definitely would advocate for you to find somebody else that you do feel comfortable with. I know that can be like an overwhelming process of like, oh, great. Now I've got to find a new doctor and like all this stuff. But, you know, it's worth it, it's worth doing that for yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Like going through the stress and anxiety of starting over medically, <laughs> I guess. Right. And we want but, to as much research as we can do on our own. You need somebody in your corner. You know, there's still so much of so, I mean, if I didn't actually say out loud, I think I maybe did, but I did get diagnosed with ADHD in 2021, I think. Um, so like I, I did, I mean, I talked to my doctor, I went through the like process of like being tested and like all that stuff, but still, you know, so I guess I was what, 28 then. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm 28 years old and now I'm you know, it's funny now because I'm like looking at stuff that I do or things that I thought were just like fun little personality quirks and like, yes, yeah, sure. Maybe they are. But, um, and realizing like, that's what that's been the whole time. And, you know, I did choose to have or to get medication for it. And so seeing how that has positively impacted me which I know again like I feel like there's a lot of stigma around stuff so it can be scary to like get medicated for something like whether it, whether it's any kind of mental health issue or you know a neurodivergent diagnosis like that kind of thing like I feel like medication can just be scary for people in general but that is something that I chose to do and it, it I mean it's just wild to finally have that moment of like you didn't realize the uphill climb you were having (laughs) you know what I mean you didn't realize like how much I was battling because it was but as somebody who has also struggled and been diagnosed with you know clinical anxiety and depression it was like okay now I'm adding something else into the mix and like Mm. trying to categorize in my brain like obviously they all play off of each other and impact one another and if you struggle with any of those things like I see you like I totally understand but before I knew that I also had ADHD like you know because it was a big deal for me to get to go and seek a diagnosis or help with anxiety and depression because I had I realized now like I had always been a high anxiety person like even as a kid I was girl, I had a panic attack on the fifth grade EOG. Okay. Oversharing. Mm, Here we are. And like, (laughs) but I don't, but nobody is going to look at a fifth grader and think panic attack, like anxiety disorder. You know what I mean? Like, I just think, especially, I mean, we're looking at like early two thousands too, you know what I mean? Like that was a little bit different in the way that we look at things now. And so adding something else, like some more letters to the list of things about me like ADHD too it was like before I had the words to put with the symptoms that I was experiencing it was like making me more depressed because I was like why can I not just do the things that I want to do 
Like, why can I not get out of my own way? Or, you know, why is, is this so hard for me? Or why do I, you know what I mean? Like I had all of this kind of self-hatred or self-loathing or whatever you want to call it, because I felt like I wasn't able to do things that seem to be so easy for other people. I feel like a lot of women who find out they have ADHD, it like it does because our symptoms present differently than they do in men. It can help you kind of give yourself some grace because it's like there is a very clear reason and cause to the things that I'm like doing and experiencing. So for me, while still that was very frustrating and like receiving medication for ADHD and like all that stuff definitely helped, but it's like, it does now help me define like, okay, this is why, like, it doesn't make it any less frustrating that I'm having to like learn how to navigate this, but you know, at least now I have a reason. It's not just like, oh, like I'm lazy. Oh, I'm, you know, just unmotivated or I'm not ambitious enough because those are the things I was saying to myself. So, you know, if, if you feel like you might be struggling with something and it's adding to maybe feelings of depression or just overwhelm or whatever, sometimes, or at least for me, it helped having a name for it. And so that alone, I think is reason enough to kind of seek out that information or start asking those questions because it, you know, I'm having to get to know myself all over again. But it really does, like, help me be nicer to her, too, because mm, yeah, I was just, like, mad at her for no reason <laughs> all the time. And so it does help kind of give yourself a new working definition of who you are. I also think it allows, it allows for change in a way that is harder to see it prior and just from where you said you you had these feelings from a from a TikTok and now your way of life is transforming in a way where you don't have to be mad at yourself anymore because you have these defining moments to where you can move forward and clear your brain to where you're not blaming yourself for holding yourself back like you said I think that part hit really hard where you're like you know, we're all so hard on ourselves. And so just having that justification of saying, okay, my brain takes this pathway instead of this pathway when I do these specific things has helped you overcome that. And it just makes so much sense that the way we can understand ourselves and our brain and knowing that every single person's brain is so different, but the beautiful thing is we're still human and we can connect with people whose brains are different. And so we don't have to feel, um, as alone, I think too, whenever that definition comes about, because then we can put it in a category and become, you know, just more willing to understand it that way. I I have, you know, come to terms with it in the way that it's like, you know, it is just information for me to, work from you know what I'm saying like uh, because at first like like I said like there was a lot of fear about being diagnosed with something because I was like I don't want something to be wrong with me like Mm -hmm. why is something wrong with me and it's like you know 
really there's not anything wrong with me it's literally just an owner's manual I guess kind of like oh I love that yeah yeah (laughs) when's the last time you broke that thing out of the dash in your car you know what I mean like that (laughs) but because I mean and I think that's why like I related to seeing the stuff on the internet and like everything like that because somebody was really giving me words to define feelings that I didn't even really know that I was having and it was just like very illuminating I feel like before if we have used this term before Ellie maybe again we've we flirted with the idea of merch (laughs) with this term and every episode it's like it gets one step closer to happening but (laughs) you know when you aren't supported or maybe you're like having these internal struggles with something that you can't quite define or have the words for I mean it really does feel like bulldozing through life and like not in a cute way like we maybe have mentioned before like it feels like everything is so much harder you know and I think it was so hard for me or like just overwhelming and upsetting to feel like why am I struggling with something that is coming so easy to other people Or like, why is this so hard when it comes to my business? This is my passion as as far as my career. Like it's something I'm very proud of. Like I've never, I never thought that I would be the kind of person that would build any kind of business, much less in the industry that I have found myself in. Like there was no part of me that anticipated doing what I'm doing now. And so it means so much to me and it is so personal to me you know, and I value the people that I work with so much. Like, I like, I really do like care about each individual that I get to work with and celebrate and all that. And so it was like even more frustrating when it's like, this is so important to me, but why can I not get things done? Or why, you know, do I shut down at a certain point or, you know what I mean? And so I feel like, a lot of people probably can relate to maybe, you know, obviously we're talking to entrepreneurs and business owners, but also just like in your life, like these things that you really care about and it feels like you can't, you know, get out of your own way or get through the wall or like whatever it is, it can be overwhelming because then that to me is when it felt like, okay, something's wrong with me, you know? So when it comes to business specifically, I'm still learning and adapting I definitely don't feel like I'm the expert uh yet <laughs> maybe one day <laughs> check back in 10 years <laughs> we'll send you the update but you know like I'm still learning how to you know create better habits and kind of become I'm I guess I'm still identifying the ways that it is affecting me because I just thought like, well, this is just how I am for so long. So it helps me to try to categorize like why I do certain things the way that I do them. And you know what I mean? So that is still an ongoing process, but like learning how to cope with it and like creating like routines or structures that I can work within, um, has really helped, but it's still very much a learning process, I think. Yes. And I think that's where I connect with routines so much and they've become such an important part of my life is because I've always seen myself as an adventurer and someone who just is ready to go to the next thing or ready to explore something. But whenever we're talking about neurodivergence as someone who has 
not been diagnosed with something and hasn't really, I've spent the time investing in understanding the different things that I see in myself without expert advice. And that's where I'm making a shift in the future. But for me, just knowing that behaviors have made such a big difference for me and my business specifically as an entrepreneur, because let's be real, we don't have a boss. We don't have someone checking up on us regularly and we have to be that for ourselves. And that's where I found that routines can help de-stress the whole process of running your own business. Not only does it give your brain more bandwidth to be more resilient, but here's the thing. I truly believe routines can help conserve energy. So let's say that you know, there are things that are stressing us out in our business. If we become very aware of what we might not be the best at or what we could use to outsource or what that could look like for us in our business, we can give ourselves the space and the energy to handle things that come up that we weren't expecting. I think routines can often help us with flexibility. And so whether we're talking about, you know, just being able to manage our own inner thoughts or the way that we do things or the way that our brain is working. If we have those specific things that we can get to every day, it also gives us more confidence to show up in the future in a way that we know, yes, there might be distractions here, or I might have to take a step back here. But we also understand that that's the exact same place that we can continue showing up, learning and growing. I am a firm believer, firm believer that (laughs) (laughs) behaviors such as routines can actually conserve energy and you can conserve that energy to be able to use it on other pieces of your business. Because with your routines, you'll be less stressed. You'll have more time because look, routines aren't fun. Nobody loves them. I was like anti-routine for so long, but whenever I introduce something so simple as Okay, I am really able to focus after coffee in the morning around 10 a.m. That is when I'm going to answer emails. That's when I'm going to make sure all of my booking information is correct because I know I know the best version of myself for that specific task is at 10 in the morning. It's undeniable that if I try to answer emails at 7 p.m. or you know, super early in the morning, my mind is not ready for those pieces. And so that's just an example of how I made a routine around emails. So then that way I can go through the rest of my day being able to focus on the other things, knowing that that had a specific time to be resolved. Well, that. But- I did not realize how important the routine aspect was going to be for me because, you know, I feel like we kind of get into the entrepreneur game. Obviously, like our passions lie in fields where we can build our own business, but also like the freedom and the flexibility and like all the things that we love about being our own boss. You know, yeah, like we've got cool bosses. She's pretty cool. But you know what I mean? Like we love that aspect of it. But I did not realize that not having that structure was going to be something I was going to have to learn how to deal with. Like I thought, oh, well, you know, like I'll be able to make my own schedule and get to stuff when it makes sense for me. And like, which is true to a certain extent, but you know, like now knowing that I have ADHD, like it has been probably one of the biggest challenges of 
like I mean from the beginning when I didn't even know that I was that I had ADHD to now it has been one of the biggest challenges whether I knew that that's what I was struggling with or not just like learning how to adapt to a free-flowing schedule or to not having that like nine to five with the one hour in between you know what I mean like right it, you don't realize like which I think for anybody it can be a big transition because you're like it, you are so free and I feel like for so many of us that's why we love it so much because we feel like we're in so much control but at the same time it's like that may not actually be how my brain functions best and so figuring out how to manage myself and like sticking to more of a structured schedule has really made a big difference. I'm still not perfect at it. Like, please don't hear no. that and be like, yeah, oh, she's same. got it all together. Because I'm I'm constantly having to like reset, you know what I mean? And like start over and like fail and try again. And, you know, coming up with different setups that, oh, well, let's try it this way. Or like, you know, like I don't know that I've necessarily found like what my 10 a.m emails I think I had a major freak out and it was because I almost left the industry I was at a point where I craved a boss and that is really embarrassing for me to admit I craved someone to showcase how much I could do to I craved not even the structure because I worked retail before, like, okay, there's slight structure in retail, but we know everything is just crazy all the time. And I loved (laughs) that part, but I really did miss the fact of accountability. And I knew I wasn't giving myself enough of it. And whenever I decided to write down pros and cons lists of going back to the company I used to work for versus being an entrepreneur, it was a very awakening to see that I was exactly where I was supposed to be. And that, you know, I tend to run away from things. I tend to run away whenever things get hard and to start something new because I, I can find success in the new really easily. But if I feel like I'm failing at something and that's where I was sort of at was my business was doing great on paper. However, I wasn't able to figure out like when's time with family? When am I supposed to be ignoring the business side just to give like my husband and little boy a chance to have my full heart? And that is what ended up breaking me down to realize, okay, I have to make specific time for things or else I'm allowing this business to be a distraction for my overall life. And I started this business to actually enhance it, not take away from it. Yeah. that I mean, that's so, I feel like that's, if you ask a hundred people why they got into their business or why they've decided to really go for it and build it. Like, I feel like so many people's stories, like whether you have kids or not, or, you know, whether you're, married or just have a significant other like whatever it is I feel like the freedom and the quality time however you spend it is like so much of why people want to get into it and then it's you don't realize like how much you're gonna have to like fight for it and prioritize it right and I hired an assistant it was the biggest move I could have ever made in my business was hiring an assistant and she was like so what's your plan for this and it was some organizational something like Did I have 
folders labeled different names in my email so that I can click and drag and put things where they belong. Girl, no. What is that? <laughs> like <laughs> what? And I honestly think her thank her for opening my mind to so many things. I think it's uh we we joke about like type A and type B and and all of those things. But if if we want to get serious about it, there's a reason that people's brains work differently. And I think conversations like this, we should just have more of them. I mean, obviously everybody is not an overshare like me. So take this with a grain of salt, <laughs> but I have tried my best where appropriate to like share with people like, oh yeah, this happened to me because I feel like, I mean, I don't know that I have any influence over people at all, but it's like, if you, I feel like if one person that you know, or that you consider a friend or whatever is like, Hey, yeah, like casually this happened to me like you know maybe it's not like a so casual thing but you know I'm dealing with this or I'm struggling with this or this is how it's affected my business it it I want people to know that you know if they may be like secretly dealing with something like I was a you know you're not by yourself but also like I have had many conversations when I have fallen short or you know like I wasn't following through the way that I should have, or I'm having trouble managing my time, which all come with, you know, the diagnosis that I was given. I try to communicate that to people, not in an effort to make an excuse, but just so that I can explain to them, like kind of how my brain works so that while again, like can still take responsibility for my actions, but they can at least know like this is something I'm working on and they can hopefully relate to me better too of like, oh, so you're not a flake. You just, you know what I mean? So frustrating, <laughs> but at least, you know what I mean? I just try to be open with people too. Like, and obviously that's every person's choice. Like you definitely don't have to feel pressured to like share intimate details about your life if you don't feel comfortable doing so. But, you know, I do use it as a way to at least connect with people and let them understand me a little bit more. Um, which I think is hopefully helpful in the, in my relationships, like through business and outside of business too. Yeah. And I think that's just another thing to encourage people to seek help because I mean, if you didn't have the beginning of some answers until the age of 28, we probably have a lot of people listening who still don't have answers. And that's where this conversation was so important to the both of us because we just know how blurry all of this can be. And, you know, I gave the example of the email folders, which just seems so silly. Cause like literally though, what percentage of people like really get their <laughs> inbox set organized, like talking <laughs> to friends, if they, you know, if you're a creative, <laughs> like, right. but at the same time, I think, uh, that was my way of saying like just a conversation with somebody else around the struggle of a very specific thing can easily help you identify and change your routines into what is going to be most helpful. And to have conversations, like you said, to reach out to professionals who can help define what this might look like for you. So if you're a little lost and you're feeling a little you know, a little defeated, but a little inspired. I think this is where we can understand that we just want to encourage you to take the next step, whatever that may be. And there are so many things out there, the unknown, but again, we just want to have you all be your biggest 
cheerleader and to say like this, this is things that I'm going through too. Like if you hear Caitlin saying it, yes, she has um, the ability to define it at this point in her life, but it took her a long time to get there. And so I think it's just encouraging that everybody else can get there too. Yeah. So, you know, if you're one of those people like I was and something strikes you on a social media post that you see, or, um, you know, just research you've done on the internet, like, you know, feel free to dig into that. Like, we don't have to, you don't have to feel overwhelmed and like totally try to diagnose yourself or anything. I'd probably advocate to not do that. I was a little, (laughs) I was a little overzealous with that part. You're not alone. There's so many of us that are going through similar things, like Ellie said, especially later in life, but Hey, we've made it this far. You know what I'm saying? Um, but definitely feel encouraged to just go and continue to seek out information about how your brain works. Because I think if you take nothing from this conversation, other than it's really important to like understand your individual brain, whether you feel like you have some kind of neurodivergence there or not, like, you know, understanding why you behave the way that you do or like why certain things work for you and why others don't like, I think that doesn't do anything but make us better as people, as business owners, as partners, as you know, all those things. Um, and just know that if you're struggling with something, you're, you're not alone and you're not, you're not imagining it. I think that was, um, one of the hardest things for me to realize is that there was actually a name for what I was going through. So if you feel like you're struggling or you feel like you're, you know, not understanding why something is so difficult for you. It's like, there's probably a reason why. And there is lots of support out there to help you learn how to navigate that. And it's never too late to master a new skill. I I truly believe that old dogs can do new tricks. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, me and Caitlin are, I'm older than Caitlin, but we are, we are here in our thirties. And I think um, that, this is something that has definitely helped me in being able to talk to you, Caitlin. So just thank you for being so vulnerable with us during this conversation. And to know that, you know, when when you're seeking just a moment to define it and help in general, that that's where you're going to learn so many new skills to be able to navigate some of the unknown that you can just make a little more clear for yourself. I think of this episode, you know, our number one goal more than anything is just to be open and acknowledge what we know and what we don't, but to also create a sense of community so that if you are struggling or think you might be struggling, just to know that you're not alone. We really want to thank you all for being a part of this conversation. I know we mentioned it in passing earlier, but it really was something that we felt very passionate about. And while it is hard to start these conversations, they are very much needed. So thank you for letting us normalize this within our own community. And moving forward, I hope that we can find the depth of conversation still brewing in some upcoming topics that dig into some things we mentioned today a little bit deeper. So whether you are driving in your car or listening to this while you edit, I hope that we have been able to connect with you. We are always an email or DM away, which you can find in our show notes. And from here, we cannot wait to talk to you until next time. So thanks for joining in and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.